Hi, I'm Chris with the Craft Beer Connoisseurs, and before the episode begins, I just wanted to provide you with a little information on who we are and how you can stay updated on all of our content. This podcast was created to showcase craft breweries and indulge in interesting conversation. We want to help promote a variety of breweries, and along the way have conversations ranging from sports to beer, and beer to, well, just about anything. Please feel free to follow us on Instagram at craftbeercons, send a friend request on Untapped, or subscribe on YouTube at Craft Beer Connoisseurs. Also, drop a comment, like, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Now, stay tuned for today's episode. Welcome to Craft Beer Connoisseurs. I'm Chris. I'm Tyler. And I'm Brett. And along with us today is producer Stan. And in today's episode, we'll be reviewing Market Brewing in Newmarket, Ontario. Yeah, we're going to be trying two different beers. Uh, the first one's called Rome. It's a hazy IPA. And the second is a seasonal imperial stout called AC said 10%. Uh, I wonder said- if it's 10%. Wow, we're going to find out, aren't we? We're going to figure that out for sure. And to finish up the episode, we're going to talk about the most quotable movies and our favorite movie quotes. That'll be fun. All right, so Market Brewing is located at 17 775 Leslie Street, Unit 4 in Newmarket, Ontario, and it was founded in 2016. Could you yeah. pump in any more sevens into that? Pump? Right? There's a lot I of know. sevens in there. Good Lord. A couple sevens. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, it's not a huge space. They do see themselves as more than just a brewery. They see themselves as basically an event space, which is kind of similar to Cowbell, the last episode. They see themselves as a, a bigger event space, but they're huge, whereas Market's kind of like an average size brewery. Right. And I'm sure we're probably going to learn a little bit more about that event space uh, coming up, right? Uh, I yeah. hope so. <laughs> Good. So, yeah, they're a brewery, and they obviously they embrace the uh, support local kind of uh, mantra, if you will. Um, they call for businesses to kind of pivot during the COVID nineteen. So they do have what they call bare hands sanitizer, and I think that's looped into their logo. Yes, uh, which you'll see with the the bear. So bear yeah. paws, bear hands sanitizer. So yeah, might be put in some of their beers or... as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's that's good. Um, yeah, so I've I've never been. I've never been to market. Uh, Fife, you've never been to market. I've before? had a couple of beers, but never been there. But Chris was lucky enough to actually go to the brewery and uh, pick up the beers, if you want to explain your experience about how that happened. Yeah, I was definitely lucky enough. So I was able to head over to the brewery um, because, so Market is my quote-unquote hometown brewery. Um, I'm from nearby Aurora. Um, so sorry, no. sorry, to hear, sorry to hear that. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate that. I'm sure all yeah, the yeah. people listening in Aurora will be glad to hear that. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, but there's no no breweries in Aurora, so my, I'm I'm claiming Market as my as my brewery. Uh, you my know, you know what? I'll allow it. Thank you, yeah. thank you. I'll second Appreciate that. I'll second that. Yeah. So I, I, I did meet with Bill there uh, at, at Market, and Bill was awesome. Bill um, talked to me for a little bit, um, and yeah, picked up the beers there. So, like I said, it's not a a really big space, um, but you you mentioned that. The address, Brett, it's very hidden. It's like right beside a dealership. It's kind of behind the building. So uh, they do have a big sign out front on Leslie, which is uh, one of the main streets in, in Newmarket. But it, it is a little bit tough to, to kind of get there. 
So I'm kind of wondering, like we did uh, Left Field Brewery was our first episode. Um, again, another Toronto brewery and it's, it's space, it's, it's smaller. I wonder if comparably it's, it's similar in size. Uh, well, I, I, I think market's probably a bit bigger because Bill was saying they can, they could fit like pre-COVID obviously like 80 to 90 people in there. So okay. they, they would, would probably have, be bigger. Yeah. yeah bigger. They would do these uh, every, every Tuesday night was their trivia night and they do it kind of like league style. So it'd be the same people every week. It came, became kind of like a community and everything like that. So he said, yeah, they'd be packing like 80, 90 people in there. And it was, it was a great time. So they do trivia nights. So then I, I believe looking at some of their scheduling on Wednesdays, they have something. Now, Fife, do you have anybody that would be interested in their Wednesday event, but perhaps? Uh, maybe the person I'm married to. And what do they do on Also Wednesday? known as. <laughs> uh, you'll feel, feel out later in the uh, conversation about favorite movie quotes. How's that sound? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So on Wednesdays, they do have a, a paint night. I, yes. I, I bring that up as a point of kind of humor because you have mentioned previously that she does enjoy uh, paint nights. The paint night, yeah. She does enjoy a lot of things. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. You want to know something else? Awesome you want to know movie. something else that she enjoyed? Our wedding, right. because market also does weddings, corporate events, and private bookings as well. See okay. how I tied that in? Look at Very me. good. We'll enjoy our wedding. They do so, weddings. It's perfect. So it'd be kind of a small kind of like, do they have any kind of special uh, carts that they take to wedding events or is it just, they would host a wedding with the 90 to hundred people capacity. Did we get some kind of clarification on that? Yeah. Like from what I understood is it's basically, you might do like a reception there um, where you just kind of, you know, have a a nice little party. Uh, Obviously that's not happening right now, but yeah, I think it would be, uh, I think that would be awesome to kind of have a nice little party at the brewery if you're getting married. Right. Yeah. So w- we've talked about some of the events that they do. Um, they've got a bottle shop that's selling beers from other breweries as well, right? Because they're yes. support, supporting local. Is is that the kind of conversation? I know we talked offline about it, but uh, do you want to kind of go into that a little bit? Yeah. They're, they have basically a, a bunch of local breweries. They're selling their beers right because you know everyone's kind of trying to help out and they actually were selling uh some left field stuff so you mentioned left field so they had some left field but i believe they had some uh ice cold beer (laughs) there you could have done better you could if you're gonna bring it up yeah you gotta do a better one you know know what maybe maybe next time maybe next time that's that's good uh and then they've kind of branched out right again with the supporting local so they not only just do beer they do dog treats as well yes so they've done dog treats from uh, juno hole pet foods and they've actually partnered with them for a special beer um so they have a beer called squad goals which is a light lagered ale Okay. Uh, and actually 25 cents from each can go sold goes to the SPCA. Wow. Nice. All right. So yeah. again, we see another craft brewery in Ontario that has a, a special cause with their beer sales. So it's another reason to drink responsibly, but get out there and have, um, have a beer, right? So we saw that obviously with, uh, with cowbell in our last episode, uh, with mm-hmm. the hospitals and the, and the children's children's hospital hospital. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so another great cause that, uh, market's doing here. So love yeah. to see that. And there, there also some kind of local items that they're selling in the brewery is coffee from a, a local place called my indie coffee, as well as frozen food from wickedly sinful. So um, and speaking with Bill, what he said was they're a food truck that would show up in the summer when they had 
um, you know, when they had a huge patio. So they have a big green space behind the brewery. And basically what they did is they just, you know, it was like, bring your own patio chair, like, you know, chairs to sit in. And they had a bunch of picnic tables. And so they would have the, the food truck there. But it was such a hit that basically they've gotten packaged frozen food from them. And they're selling that at the brewery. So awesome. Wow. Well, that sounds like a good time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's, it's nice that they have that. And then the, um, the Christmas market, right. Is, is huge uh, in Toronto, right. And, um, different events that they have there. So, um, Brett, do you want to touch base on, on some of that stuff? Yeah. So it looks like they have about 20 to 25 vendors, all local businesses. Uh, admission was by donation of a, to a local food pantry or $5. If you didn't have, you know, a canned food item or anything like that on you, uh, they actually raised 1,186 pounds of food. And they raised six hundred and forty-five dollars throughout yeah. for the month of November. <clears throat> wow. Pretty sweet. Which right? is that is a ton of food. Eleven hundred, <laughs> almost twelve hundred pounds of food. That, that's like like six of me. Yeah, I was. I was <laughs> just saying, that's probably like what one quarter of the food that you'll go through in uh, in the year five. Is, is that about right? Uh, close. Okay, I'd love to see it. I go, I go through more liters of beer than pounds of food. Oh, <laughs> you, you gotta go, get yeah. your calories somewhere. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's good to see that they um, are really focused on supporting the community in in different areas too, right? So you have different traditional ways of raising just straight cash money. Um, but then also the donations to the the pets and whatnot. Yes. So very diversified in their philanthropy. Philanthrop- oh my gosh, philanthropy. English is a hard language for you. Eh? I, we <laughs> haven't even got we haven't even got the beers in the philanthropic uh, <laughs> causes, okay. right? So here, Tyler, so, Tyler yeah. give it another shot. Go well, ahead, I say the said, word. I, I didn't. Did, I didn't hear it. Well, that's because you have trouble hearing. Philanthropic. Very true. Brett, philanthropic. You probably didn't hear it again because you're talking. So, <laughs> so there we go. We, we have uh, uh, a great setup by them. They're not only just doing beers, but they're helping the community out. And of course, they're also on all social media platforms, including Instagram. We'll tag uh, pictures of beers that we've had, et cetera, in, in our social media. Yeah, watch out for those. And right now, we're going to taste these beers. All right. So first off, we want to thank Bill at Market for supplying the beers on today's episode. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, Bill, Bill, very much. And and thanks for talking with me. Um, The first beer we're going to have is Rome, which is a hazy IPA. It comes in at 6.5 ABV and 25 IBU. And actually, it is a collaboration. Did you know that? It is. It is. They, They collaborated with Cascade Brewing in Portland, Oregon. So the, the market guys actually went all the way to Portland. I'm, I'm, assuming, this is, yeah, I'm assuming this is pre-COVID. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the Cascade guys actually came to Newmark and they brewed it together. Nice. It's pretty, uh, pretty sweet. And actually it is available in the cool. LCBO. Um, you want to hit us up with what's in the beer there, Tyler? Yeah. So it is brewed with Citra, Centennial, and Amarillo hops. So you normally see that with uh, with the hazy IPAs, right? With the citron yeah. in there. So yeah, we can kind of see what we're going to expect when it comes to the flavor profile. But they do have uh, written down here, it's uh, a citrus and tropical fruit notes of passion fruit, mango, orange, and grapefruit. So nice. all those fruits I enjoy. 
I'm I'm really looking forward to this one. I'm a little bit thirsty, getting a little parched. Yeah. After I struggled with uh, previous words in the other segment, so <laughs> yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready to wet my whistle. I might just be dying. Yeah, really I I definitely appreciate those fruits in my uh, hazy IPAs. So on Untapped, of course, you can follow us at Craft Beer Connoisseurs, and the overall rating on Untapped for Rome is three point six nine bottle caps out of five. With a total of about 384 check-ins. Oh, baby. Okay. Everybody, get your can in your hand. Get your glass in your other hand. I am prepared for this. All right. Let's open her up. Go ahead. Brett, you want to make a (laughs) comment? No. No comment. The the one comment that I actually will make, I'm just going to finish pouring here. Just give me two seconds. Nice little, nice, oh, nice head on it. For sure. Um, let me just uh, collect my thoughts here while I, okay. while I go ahead. But I will. Uh, just so you know, at the time of recording, so when this gets released, um, there's actually a uh, promo code where you Ooh. can actually, yes, I know, right? Giving away, giving away stuff. Uh, a promo code uh, where either checking uh, it out online or going into Mark Bring itself, you can actually get 20% off cases of Rome using the promo code Rome into 2021. So R O A M I N T O 2021. Thank you for that exact spelling. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and we just wanted to let everyone know that we are drinking these out of an IPA glass and we actually have a market branded IPA glass. So you'll see that on our Instagram and our untap. So make sure that you drink your out of your proper glassware. And no, just so you know, I was just going to say, I don't, I don't want to brag here, but I am drinking said beer out of said glass. You so. are. You're very lucky. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't you excited? Um, just so you know, um, the smell of beer, firstly. I mean, like, yeah. It smells so good. Oh, can't wait to get into this, eh? It smells so citrusy, grapefruity, like, just so, so nice. But balanced. But balanced. Because sometimes you get that, like, that heavy grapefruit smell that then overpowers everything else. But I just feel like it's it's very balanced on the nose where you're getting very, um, that grapefruit, but then, like, that orangey kind of, like, uh, smell come through, if you will. I only like like subtle grapefruit in my hazy IPAs. I don't want grapefruit to be the dominant flavor right. in it. I like more of an orange or a passion fruit per se. So I'm really hoping mm-hmm. this one doesn't overpower on the grapefruit because then sometimes yeah. it can get a little bitter, right? Yeah. The aromas on the nose kind of speak throughout that whole chord of uh, different kind of citrus fruits. So I'm, I'm excited for it. The appearance of it. Certain, well, it's definitely really hazy, like, Obviously, it's a hazy IPA, so but it you know definitely hits on that note. But it's got such a beautiful color to it, like it's it is hazy, but it's got like a it's got that kind of if you will sunburst kind of feel to it because you mm-hmm. go from like a, a lighter color and and again with the glassware, I don't yeah. I don't know if you you had an opportunity to to kind of go into it specifically with this kind of glass, but you see that with the varying light to dark color profile. Totally. Agreed. Agreed. I, I, I am, I'm itching to get into this one, to be honest. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I'm afraid how fast I'm going to drink this. Yeah, <laughs> I think this I one's going to go, go down really smooth. So let's I get into too. this one. Right, Perfect. First sip. Here we go. Mm. Oh. 
That's yeah. not, those, those noises noise sounded weird, but I'm just saying that's a good beer. <laughs> <laughs> it I is a good. Balance. Yeah, and, and I am getting um, I am getting that grapefruit coming through for sure, but not overpowering, kind of like Brett was saying. Yeah, yeah. you can definitely. Like. Sorry, go ahead. No, 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 please. Uh, I was going to say you can definitely taste it being dry hopped. Yeah, hundred yeah. um, percent. Just like the. Um, the pine, there's a little bit of pine in here as well. I'm thinking. Yeah, it, it's you know it's interesting because they brewed it with a West Coast brewery, right? So mm-hmm. and the hazy IPA is an East Coast beer. So I th- I think we'll we'll probably see as we drink it more too, kind of a little bit of a West Coast influence West Coast, I, in the I beer as well. Yeah, yeah. I highly agree with that. That totally makes sense now. The West Coast East Coast has the looks of a East Coast taste even maybe a little bit more like a west coast yeah 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 i the one thing again i just the i love i, I love this beer I, it is a great beer it, it's just the throwing in of the different right like i get the grapefruit i'm getting out the orange a little bit i i'm even getting passion fruit too so like that is coming through mango mm-hmm. is maybe a little bit um no i'm not getting much mango out of this i don't want to say like underwhelming but maybe Maybe it's just kind of overpowered the other fruits overpower, right? Yeah, it's a background fruit, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I find mango sometimes is hit and miss in many beers. Uh, mango more so comes out in sours, I find. Yep. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, because the and the, in the sours, it's probably like a mango puree almost, whereas this is just the mango flavor coming from the hops themselves. So I think that's yeah. probably why it's a little, a little kind of more in the background. Okay. But very drinkable. Oh like yeah, if you're, like if you're crushable getting, almost. Yeah, but very you're, crushable. You're, you're getting close to it, right? It goes down good. Um, producer Stan, Stan, the weatherman, also the producer man. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's chiming in and saying that it is smooth, um, lovely fruit flavors. Oh and, yeah. Uh, I I'm in agreement with that. It is very smooth. The mouth feel on it is good. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, you, there's no kind of particles in there. There's no pulpiness to it. And it just, it's very, <laughs> very smooth throughout the whole sip. And it depends what kind of sip you want to take. You want to take a sip? You want to take a gulp? I've tried both. Ooh. I, 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 Ooh. I, I highly recommend both. I'm just going to go to my specialty here, if you don't mind for a second, in no. terms of uh, looking at the can. All right. Uh, first things always, first. Always looking at cans. Always looking at cans, right? Amazing. The pun that you just did there. Anyway, <laughs> um, I don't know if you've actually seen the market brewing logo. Well, ho- hopefully our listeners have if they're following. <laughs> yes, us. because it is absolutely sick with the bear on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, a really nice logo. It's nah. so simple, right? Right. Like it's it's very simple. It's so clean. Yeah, but I definitely agree. I, I wish I would have. Um, I, w- I wish I would have asked Bill kind of like what the genesis is of the logo uh, because it is just a really cool logo. Mm-hmm. maybe we can ask on our instagram and put and put it out there and see if we can get a response and uh maybe they can give us a little story yeah That'd be good well uh, I, going, I, it's fine. go ahead <laughs> i'm just <laughs> I, keep say, people off. I, I think we've kind of already without you know maybe purposely doing it hit on all the top five flavor profiles of this beer on on top so we have oh, fife wanted to finish the can I just want to say at the bottom, it's got a nice, uh, like, little scenic of a little, little house and a mountain. Yep. 
and it does it's like have, someone's roaming. It does Ooh. have the amazing. Artwork. It does have the artwork on there uh, with the artist, right? So yeah. we'll, we'll post that into our social media. Uh, the artwork by uh, I M S A D official. So I'm sad. I'm sad. Official. So. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I just get to spell that out and then figured out it was I'm sad. Well, as I was going through it, uh, that's what it is. So <laughs> we'll have to see what kind of connection they have, but and check out their artwork as well. But go ahead with the five flavor profiles. Yes, yes. Um, my apologies, Brett. There. Um, so okay. the, the top five are hazy, citrusy, grapefruity, dry hop, and malty. So what I, is malty doing in there? I, I think other than malty, it's dead on. This is- this is what we get from Untapped, though, right? Like, I know. We've seen this time and time again, where like the top four are there, and then the fifth one is just the toss in. It's just the random. Yeah. yeah, it's somebody had an itchy finger that day and accidentally clicked, it, and the next person was like, "I, I don't know right. what I'm doing," and just clicked it, right? But yeah. my thinking is with the 437 check-ins that they've had on this, that means that there's enough people out there that think it's multi. Right. Right. <laughs> <I'm> just <laughs> to be top five, yeah. Oh my goodness! Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah should we get to untap? Yeah, we could get there. It's it is interesting though because the untap and the flavor profiles that we we don't see mango listed in there, right? Like I would have rather instead of somebody clicking the multi alphabetically, we slid down a little bit more and clicked mango, which would make more sense. However, it wasn't really prominent anyways, but more prominent than the multi part. But yeah, let's get to the untapped users, uh, Chris. I think you got the first one uh, for show, right? Yeah, so for show I do. Uh, Brian G uh, handle is ho ho fo show. <laughs> what a handle! Uh, on, oh, God. on January third, Brian said, "And the Packers clinched the top seed in the NFC. This was great. Tasted fresh and crisp. So I just wanted to make sure I got that Packers job in there for our producer Stan, who's a huge Bears fan." So although the Bears made the playoffs, they didn't, you know, make it. They didn't get past the first round or clinch the top seed in the NFC. So I'm waiting for Stan to get up and just walk off set. Stan's going to quit. I was thinking now you'd hear Stan's voice today. Uh, No, no. What did he rate rate the beer? Yeah, Brian gave it a four out of five. Okay. Okay. Uh, I, I'm with that. Uh, so next up is JS, and his username is Stone Killbean. Uh, commented on January 2nd, he said, I tend to roam hazy after nine beers and a handful of mushrooms. I'm assuming those are the drug mushrooms, not regular mushrooms. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I feel like there are worse places to wake up covered in body paint than an abandoned van in the middle of the woods. I could have sworn this was magical. Tr- <laughs> this was a magical treehouse last night. <laughs> <laughs> That's wow. quite, quite the uh, description. <laughs> um, okay. Don't kill I, me. Um, I don't really have anything for that. Yeah, I don't know so, where to go from there. I know he gave it a four or five. Four or five. Um, that's right, well, that's about it. <laughs> I would have several of these and wake up in my bedroom. Uh, but that's just too hard. <laughs> so we're going to start our ratings off for the group here. So uh, this hazy IPA from market called Rome. I'm going to give it a 4.25. It is delicious. Copycat. Or I guess I'm the copycat. Uh, I'm also <laughs> going to give it a uh, 4.25. Okay. Nice. Well, I, I, I'm not going to break the trend. I'm going to give it a 4.25. Producer Stan also coming in with a 4.25. So Tyler, I think this should be easy math for you. 
Okay, so if we take 4.25, divide it, or times it by four, and then divide it by four. Yeah, so our overall uh, score for Untapped is 4.25 from the fellas. <laughs> yep, math checks out. <laughs> our our uh, second beer from market is going to come up next. All right, we're back. So the second beer we're having is AC said 10%. It is a chocolate orange imperial stout. It's got an ABV of 10%, which really? I think it, 10%? Yeah. yeah. Well, that yeah, answers it, my question from earlier. So it, I don't think it's a coincidence, fellas. No. Uh, <laughs> and it also is a uh, 30 IBU. So, yeah, 10%, 10%. Okay. Baby. So it's labeled as dangerously smooth. That sometimes get, gets me into trouble. Was my nickname in high school, I think. Ask nobody, but just trust me. <laughs> uh, no. no, I won't ask anybody on that one. Uh, and uh, it has chocolate malts, which gives it a decadent dark malt presence throughout. All right. Okay. And it also has some candied orange peel and rich chocolate notes, which lead to an orange liqueur finish. So that, that'll be interesting. And and on Untapped, it has a rating of 3.68 as an average with only 20 check-ins. So not a lot of people have had this beer, um, but it's pretty new. So maybe that'll go up. It makes right. a special. It does make a special. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Too many jokes all the time. All right. Let's arm ourselves with a can in one hand, glass in the other hand, and let's open her up. I'm trying not to get sprayed in the face. Uh, oh, oh, like me yeah, with the uh, one beer and Radical Road. I yeah. just think that getting a stout in the eye would not be a good idea. No. no. I don't think getting any beer in the eye is a good idea. That's fair. Beer is meant to go in your mouth, not in your eye. <laughs> so as we pour this uh, beer here, uh, just want to let all of our listeners know that we are drinking out of a nonic pint today. So you can definitely drink your... Uh, you know, your big, fun Imperial Stouts out of a non-a-pint, a chalice, or a snifter. Uh, so Ooh. make sure to use your proper glassware when you're drinking your your 10% or more Stouts. And and Chris, again, uh, you are big on the glassware, right? I, I that, that is my thing, for sure. Are we, we might almost maybe talk about that a little bit more, maybe uh, next week? You may have to tune in for a producer special featuring glassware next week. Then this is where we find out if you're really psychotic or not. <laughs> I, love it. We, I love it. It will be decided. <laughs> uh, perfect. Perfect. Uh, what, are, what are the scents you guys are getting out of this so far? Well, okay. I just finished I'm, my porter. So let's. I'm pour. getting a lot of, uh, a lot of malt kind of like, you know, a, a kind of standard roasted malt that you might see in a, in a, in a stout. Yes. I definitely agree with that. Um, it's almost like the chocolate, like it's almost like roasted chocolate, which is, yeah, I don't I'm think sure. you can roast chocolate, but it almost kind of smells like that. You could do anything. You could smoke it. You can eat it. Do what you want? I, yeah, I don't, I don't get a ton of chocolate and on the nose, at least I get absolutely no orange. No, I don't get an orange at all. Don't get any orange. Liquor. I was hoping when I was hearing that we were going to get a chocolate orange Imperial stout, it was going to be like Terry's chocolate orange. 
That's oh, exactly I, I, what I was thinking. So I was going to say the exact same thing. <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting here and I got one literally right in front of me. I'm like, ah, you know, I kind of hope it's like that, but I, I don't think it's going to have that overpowering orange. It's going to be offset with more of that coffee, possible like chocolate flavor, right? Yeah. And it's said, it's said about having candied orange peel in it. And I always find it difficult when people, or when people, when brewers try to mix in orange peels with an, like a stout or an imperial stout, it never really gets to the full balance of what the flavor they're trying to promote. Yeah. 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 No, well, I, we'll, I, I, we'll I see with the flavor. Yeah, absolutely. I get a little bit of that orange kind of like on the nose too. Like I, I'm not getting like, an, it's not overpowering, but it does. Maybe it's like that zesty kind of, if you're going to zest like an orange, you do kind of get like kind of that rind kind of smell, but it's not, again, it's not overpowering because you do have that large, uh, kind of overpowering mm-hmm. coffee kind of smell to it. Yeah, My other question um, for you guys, sorry, is um, have you ever had orange liqueur? Yeah. Uh, I mean, probably, but I can't remember exactly having it. Like, that's one of those things I don't seek out in the LCBO or anywhere else is orange liqueur. No. So I'm really interested to see how orange liqueur tastes within a imperial stout. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't think like, okay, we can go through what it looks like as well. Um, looks like every other stuff for the most part. You yeah. can't see anything through it. You mean it's not hazy? No. It's, it's well, not hazy. It's not lazy. If, if by hazy you mean opaque, then yes, it's hazy. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, exactly. I guess. Um, yeah. I, I don't have like a lingering head on it. My head went away pretty quick on it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It looks like a stout. And um, I think we should probably dip our tongues into it and see what well, we get. Let's get into it. Let's do sure. it. Okay. Very, very dark. Like a, a, the roast hits you right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. It does have kind of like a, a kind of a roasted flavor, but I get the chocolate on kind of like the after aftertaste. Um, mm-hmm. Again, we mentioned in the nose how there's not really orange. I don't get orange on the in in the taste at all. Yeah, I feel the same way. I thought the orange liqueur would shine through, and mm-hmm. right now for for me, it's the chocolate and the dark roasted malts are kind of just dominating the overall beer. You know what? It's it's interesting because I think what like I had this beer sitting out for probably the last forty five minutes, right? So I had it in the fridge. I took it out. I wanted it to warm up a bit. As you should with stouts. As you yeah. should, trying to trying to do it uh, proper. And it is a 10%, but it has kind of calmed itself down. I think if I would have had this colder, I think I would have got more of that 10% punch right in the face. Um, but I I don't mind it. And I feel like it, it reminds me a lot of like a brandy bean. Do you, I don't know if you ever tried those where it's like no. the brandy filled no. chocolates. Oh, okay. I I know what you're talking about. Yeah. 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 So I like, that's kind of what I'm getting with it is like, it's a kind of like a brandy bean kind of like brandy filled chocolate kind of like flavor. And that's the mix between the chocolate and the alcohol feel. And maybe that orange is kind of coming on the back end as it sits. Yeah. I have no idea what those chocolates are. I have absolutely no idea. You're really missing out, man. I'm telling you. I've never drank brandy in my life. Okay. So well, I, I, I like your that. point, Tyler, about the um, about the like the liquor isn't like the alcohol isn't hitting you right. And they said that it's dangerously smooth smooth for a ten percent. 
like I agree, it's not hitting me hard with the alcohol. Some stouts you get, it's like, whoa, you know, like yeah. what, what when we had, I know it's different, but the Belgian quad from Calbell, we know that that alcohol hit us so hard. But this that one, one hit, oh. that, that one hit me like a freaking train. Right. It slapped. You know, it, you it, got a Brett, a Brett Pfeiffer beer slap on it. It one. did slap. For a 10%, like this certainly doesn't hit me that hard. Now, I'm not going to say that I would, you know, crush this beer in a few minutes nope. like I could with the Rome. Um, this is certainly a sipper, but uh, yeah, definitely not the alcohol content initially that I was kind of expecting. Now, here's the thing. Would you have more than one of these in one night? I wouldn't, um, see, I, I wouldn't see a purpose myself. I think, you know what, I'd probably have one and mellow out with it and, and let it just do its thing. Um, this would kind of be like my my nightcap and just be done with it. But that's just I, me, Chris. Yeah, go ahead, Chris. Yeah, I agree. Like either, you, you know, we'll, we'll see once we kind of get, get through it, whether the 10% actually is hitting me. Maybe this is just a, a one beer a night beer, um, but I probably wouldn't have a, another one, no. Yeah, and I think kind of along your your point, Brett, is like when would we have this? And we've talked about having stouts and by a fire or like the winter or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, this is definitely like sit in, watch a movie, and and have one of these. Um, but I do challenge yeah. anybody that is going to get this to maybe go out and get some brandy beans, get some brandy chocolates. When you take a bite into it, I I don't know what it is, but like it's the same similar kind of flavor profile and, and cause you can get the zest from the brandy just as much as I think what they're trying to do with the orange on this one. So. Yeah. So to, to your point, Tyler, about watching a movie, I, we haven't really mentioned where this name comes from, from this beer. Oh. So yeah, it's called AC it said 10%. This is a quote from home alone. So it's no the, way. yeah, really? the, the, the movie <laughs> that Kevin McAllister watches Inside he says, movie. What's that? Movie inside the movie a movie. Inside yeah. the movie, yes. Yeah. When the pizza delivery is coming. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it says, he said, AC said 10%. So, yeah, it's, and, and the can, I know, Brett, you, you kind of like to look at the can, but kind of got like this one. Yeah, take it. No, I'll say, I'll let you take this one. Oh, you'll let me take it? All right. Yeah. So it's kind of like a shadowy figure, kind of looks like a gangster, maybe, maybe with a with a gun. So, yeah. It's when yeah. he's standing there at the uh, detective's office right before yeah. he comes in. It's the same image. So exactly. the five, five fa- flavor profiles with this one, um, roasty, coca, yep. coffee, orange, and smoky. Again, with the number five, I don't get smoky. No. Um, but I do get the other ones myself. I, I do I do get a little bit of the orange, and I think that's because the whole brandy kind of bean kind of comparison as it does come through. The orange is very, very subtle on the aftertaste. You, yeah, don't get, you, don't get it, you don't get it off the hop. You get the dark roasted malt off the hop. The orange kind of is a, maybe a tail end at the end. Um, but let's go to Untapped and see what their uh, their users are thinking. Tyler, so I'm what, pretty sure you have the first one. Yeah, so before we, uh, before we get there, um, we did have a producer stand kind of thing. So I want to kind of loop that in before I get to the Untapped. Um, he thought it was multi-roasty, no orange or chocolate. And then just not the type of beer for uh, producer Stan Stan, the producer man. So um, he must not be drinking out of his proper glassware. He might uh, not. Probably not. 
It's tough to say. So uh, I'm going to tie that kind of into here uh, with the untapped. So we have a Lucas D or Lucas Duncan is the handle on December 24th. So that was Christmas Eve. Said, I'm going to give you the count of 10 to get your ugly, yellow, no good keister off my property before I pump your guts full of lead. Obviously paying homage to the- I was going to say that's a home alone quote, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> almost from, from like it's movie, AC. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Good job, Brett. So Lucas D gave it a 3.75 out of 5, um, which I think we might get to later on, but I give Home Alone a 5 out of 5. But uh, Chris, you're next up with the untapped there, bud. All right. So Fred P. Uh, handle is Baron Von Ale. So on <laughs> December 15th, commented that it tastes a bit like a lint dark chocolate with orange. I'd say to date, one of the best from market brews. Um he gave it, he said in his comment, 4.3. So obviously he's not paying for the supporter, but wants the re- supporter ratings. <laughs> <laughs> also said, <laughs> Just taking the cheap way out. I love it. Fred. Oh, yeah. He also said it, it's time to watch Home Alone again to see what AC said. So can well, confirm then- after Christmas, he does say 10% because I yeah, didn't yeah. know that this beer was out. So I did check that when I watched it. So, uh, Fred gave it a 4.25 out of 5. Interesting. I've actually, now that he, I just saw the lint dark chocolate with orange, that makes more sense to me. I at least know what that is. And I've had that before. (laughs) That beer makes a little, (laughs) that tasty makes a little more sense to me. Uh, In terms of my rating, I'm going to give it a uh, 3.25. I would have rated it higher, but the orange secure just does not come through for me as much as I would like. Yeah, I, I agree with that point. I'm going to give it a 3.5 just because, you know, when when it's advertised as having that orange and it doesn't really come through, then it's a little disappointing. So if it had the orange, it would be a bit higher, but I'm 3.5. Yeah. All right. Well, I feel like I'm uh, on the higher end of this one, and that is not normal for uh, me to be on the higher end for a, a stout in general. However, I no. feel like it, in the ballpark of stouts, this one does a good job of, of what it is. The 10%, I think they did a good job balancing that alcohol. So I'm going to be a 3.75. Um, and producer wow. Stan Stan, our boy, is coming in with a full point lower at 2.75. So, Brett, do the math, bud. What All you- right. Well, in terms of the help from Stan Stan, the math man, that gives us a team overall score of 3.31, uh, which we probably would round down to 3.25. Yeah. Everybody in agreement with that? Uh, for sure. Check that box. So that's right. that's going to be it for our conversation of market uh, brewing. Yeah, so stay around to hear some of our most quotable movies and our favorite quotes. All right, so because of the title of Market's Imperial Stout, AC said 10%, it inspired us to talk about what we think are the most quotable movies and what our favorite quotes from those movies are. All right, so, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> that like spans many movies. <laughs> that, that's like an individual quote. So, hit them all, hit them all. Hit them all, exactly. I don't know, who, who wants to throw it out first? What's your, what's your favorite quotable movie? Well, I think what we'll do is we'll knock it out with producer Stan Stan, the math man, the producer man. The man is a man of all man. What about the uh, movie man? 
Is, the yeah, is he the movie man? Is he the he, quote man? He's the quote of the movie man. So <laughs> I th- getting some of the information feedback from producer Stan, um, big sports guy. So yeah. it, not only does it span just movies, but like the, his biggest quotes come from actual um, sporting events, right? So we talked about the Chicago Bears earlier on and his fascination with an underwhelming team. And uh, part of that is, you know, the Bears are And the thing is, is it's beautiful because you can handcuff the kid because you can't say anything. You can't right? say so, anything, yeah. So uh, it, it's all right. I mean, I'm also a Pats fan. And, He's walking um, out literally as we speak. <laughs> they, didn't, they, they didn't make playoffs, but big sports guy, and he's he's good at those quotes. So that kind of transitions into uh, the types of movies. So when we look at um, remember the Titans and Sandlot, right? Like those, yeah. are very quotable. Especially, uh, I mean, Sandlot speaking Fife. I'm sure the same way with the baseball connection. Absolutely. One other one that was impactful was Coach Carter. And so one of the quotes from Coach Carter, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most friends us. So again, I think this kind of speaks to producer Stan. It's, a, it's one of those impactful kind of um, statements. And that's the beautiful thing about movies is you can get different kinds of quotes uh, for movies. So we have something along the lines of that's more dramatic and impactful. And that carries forward when you look at Herb Brooks and his kind of speech, right? With Miracle, right? So yeah. it's the same sort of thing. That's where producer Stan comes from, um, is more of that serious kind of sports, dramatic kind of uh, side of things. Um, Brett, Chris, what do you got? Well, I'll, I'll come in first. Wants. Not everybody at once. <laughs> Take your time, please. Relax. I'll, I'll come in first with. Um, one of my favorite movies, Wedding Crashers, literally the whole um, Chaz scene. So Will Ferrell plays, plays Chaz in Wedding uh, Crashers. Yes. Yeah. Literally that whole scene I could quote all day. Uh, you know, there's great quotes like, Ma, the meatloaf. The meatloaf. <laughs> the, we want it now. <laughs> I don't even know what she does back there. Yeah. What does she even do back there? <laughs> Yeah, my sister and I quote that all the time too. It's like, I love it. it. It's like I, I think if you actually watch it, it's about I don't know, maybe ten minutes of a two-hour-long movie, but it's probably the best part of the entire uh, movie. It's so quotable. I love. It that kills part. me every time. Kills me every time. There's the, a that, dark. There's a dark point in my life that I would not probably put out of my realm of uh, understandability that I would probably pick up somebody at a funeral. But anyways, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, because, you know, the dude glide died from a hang gliding accident. Oh, I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. What else it's you got? Just- what else you got? Fire me up another one. All right. How about one of my all-time favorite, maybe my favorite movie of all time, Super Bad. Um, super it, good, super good. It's absolutely amazing. Um, what? Uh, literally, I use this quote in my everyday life. If I cook dinner and then I clean the dishes, you know, <laughs> I, I cook and clean. I'm like a single mother. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, I, I'm going to run off a little tangent here, but this is probably uh, one of the one of the biggest connections to Chris and myself is yes. super bad. It's something we quote all the time. There's hidden little Easter eggs in there. There's two weeks left of school, and yet there's a guy, if you watch it, he does not understand what his combo lock is. There's yeah. two weeks, bro. 
Where the hell have you been? You've been putting the same locker combination in a goddamn lock the whole time, and you're still like, oh, I don't know what it is. And only you, only you could have pointed that out uh, because I, I, it's kind of in the background. I never saw it. You pointed it out to me one time, and uh, now I can't, I can't miss it every time I watch. You know, it. You, know, you guys have inspired me to watch watch that movie. I haven't seen it in maybe five to six years. Oh, I, I need oh, to get on it. You need to. Uh, yeah. Watch. Anyway, ahead, uh, in terms of my most quote movies that I quote pretty much every day, uh, number one, as you can probably tell if you listen back to previous episodes, might uh, might be Borat. No way. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. My life. I always actually the the funniest one I always say is that uh, when I sit down sometimes, like just like random like. Oh well, King of the Castle, King of the Castle, King of the Castle. <laughs> I have a chair. I have a chair. I have a chair. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I do that. I do that with Lennon, like my, my daughter too, all the time. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> and then uh, the other one, obviously, is uh, Anchorman. Uh, yeah, because oh, yeah. Anchorman is my favorite movie. So especially like during the scene where, like, you know, where they have the, like the big fight scene with like Ben Stiller showing up and uh, yeah. everybody else, right? Yeah. Oh, that so, reminds me of that too. <laughs> so they dodgeball. go back. Yes, dodgeball. Sorry. So they go yeah. back. They go back to the office, and um, Brooks like, "Yeah, I stabbed the man in the heart," and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I saw that Brock, <laughs> Brick killed the guy. Did you throw your, a trident? And he <laughs> and then Ron Burgundy, Ron Burgundy who's Will Ferrell's, Ferrell's character, is like, Brick, I've been meaning to ta- talk to you about this. Uh, you should probably find a safe house, a relative nearby. Uh, you probably want to lay low for a while because you're probably wanted for murder. <laughs> <laughs> so I think there's a commonality. Comedy movies obviously are very quotable. Absolutely. I have on my list Step Brothers, Will Ferrell again. He's a, just a genius when it comes to it. And it's a love hate kind of thing with him, I think. But I, I love it. Um, another, I think, kind of like going back a little bit in time, when you actually see when the movies were put out, it's going to shock you if you're, if you're feeling a little bit older, is Austin Powers. It yeah. doesn't matter which one you watch, but like, honestly, who throws a shoe? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's just like so iconic. And then every and any Adam Sandler movie, like you've got Happy Gilmore, right? Like, yeah. And yeah. The thing with it is, our baseball wrong, team, bitch. yeah, <laughs> our, and that's just, our baseball team does the exact same thing. Like, I don't know what it is about uh, you know our ball team, but we'll be in the outfield and we'll just be quoting movies. Like waiting for a ball to get hit to us, pick a dandelions and quote movies all day. And Dumb and Dumber. I could spend 20 minutes on Dumb and Dumber. Cult classic. Oh, it's Uh, amazing. Like Dumb and Dumber is one of those movies. You just, you turn it on and then it's like you're, you, you are in the movie and you're speaking all the lines. Like even if you haven't watched it for years, you just know all the lines. Like I feel like Brett could get a, a briefcase and look at it and say Samsonite and automatically <laughs> think that it is for that individual with the last name Samsonite. Like, I feel like I'm living this. That you want to know the thing. problem? Though? The one of the problem. Uh, too bad the sequel was absolute horseshit. <laughs> it was. It, it could have been better. It, it could have been, been better. better. It, it, you know, every time they try to duplicate it with the sequel, it never ends exactly. up being as good. But anyway. So, we should probably wrap this up, shouldn't we? Yeah. Let us know what you like. What's your favorable, quotable moment uh, in a movie? Um, we'll probably put this on our social media and maybe we'll do a bit of a poll, maybe a questionnaire yeah. and see what we can get back. We'll share it. We love it. 
Thanks for listening. We're going to come back with our farewell. Thanks, everybody. That's all for today's episode. Thanks again for listening. Keep on listening every other Thursday for our main episodes and the alternating Thursdays for our producer specials. So just so you guys know, that's every Thursday we are releasing new content. Just FYI for everybody out there. But please make sure you tell your friends, family, and your favorite Will character, because stay classy, San Diego. So from all of us and producer Stan, I'm Tyler. I'm Brett. And I'm Chris. And together, we're the craft beer connoisseurs. Connoisseurs.